It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Happy Monday, mm-hmm. Sandy. How are you? Hey, Blake and Aaron. Fantastic. Happy, happy Monday. Right. You know, we haven't worked on Monday since December 18th. Has it been that long? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Oh. January 8th. Wow. That's how long it's been. Well, here yeah. we are. How do we how do we do this Monday thing? I four day work week. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a thing. Really quick, we thought Miles was back to school today. No, it's luckily, luckily, we just He's checked not? the can the calendar once again, and they're not back today. They're what? back tomorrow. Oh, right, faculty day. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, yes, right. So, like, did you know that, or you were probably one of the smart parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today mm-hmm. is a professional development yeah, day for the teachers. Yes. Oh, yeah, anyway, my kids are back. So, not back. They were yet. back Thursday and Friday. I was like, no I know. School, so, actually, in the car right now. Behave at school. Miles kids. just got a gift today. He was ready to get his uniform on. Here yeah. Go. Anyway, well, another day. What do you got for us this morning? All right, folks. Um, yeah, I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. So there are a couple um stories that happened over the weekend that uh, were kind of interesting. Uh, remember the guy who stole the tip jar money in West Bay? I think we spoke about this yeah. last week. Yeah. And ran mm-hmm. off. Well, they had a standoff with him on Saturday afternoon huh. in Bodden Town. righty. And uh, yeah, and he has finally been captured along with some woman that uh, was hiding out okay. with him. Oh, so that's okay. that's a bit of good news. But yeah, he was putting up a quite an interesting fight with the RCIPS, um, basically telling them, you got to earn your money to get me. You know, come and catch me if you can. Okay. Okay. Oh, they did. It was very, it was very, very animated from uh, what I have been told by eyewitnesses on the location. Oh, my. So, Roland, 30, um, how old is he? He's 33. Uh, Roland Welcome Jr., age 33 of East End, um, has now been placed in police custody. And they've also arrested a 33 year old woman um, along with him as well. What a mess. What are you doing, Roland? At thirty-six, running from the cops. Come on, man. This is you know thirty-three. Not even thirty-six. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yep. Um, so the police have been pretty busy. There was another incident with a man, um, having been arrested following a commercial burglary. So a lot of uh, local restaurants over the holidays were complaining to us in particular, sending us footage and so on to say, hey, you know, we were. We were, you know, hit over the weekend um, in terms of uh, burglaries, people just going through the kitchen if they could get access to it, the offices, anywhere that they could steal stuff from. And so at least one man additionally has been arrested, a 31-year-old, in relation to this. So we'll see, you know, what pans out. Hopefully these turn into not just arrests, but successful um, charges and then the successful prosecution as well. What are you stealing from a kitchen? Like a spatula? I, I think some of them like want to try to get into the alcohol, perhaps, oh. and um, others are, you know, trying to see if anything of value that they could fence. And um, mm-hmm. they're trying to get a hold of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, K-Man making a little bit of international twist here and there. There's a former SciFec principal who's been banned from teaching for life. Um, in the UK after he's had some inappropriate relations with students. Ew. Yeah. My gosh. Pretty crazy. Um, anyway, he used to work here. Uh, thank no. God, no longer. 
Um, he was the principal of the Cayman Islands Further Education Centre. Robin Keane is his name. And he's been banned for life for teaching in the UK um, after it was discovered that um, he had had some, you know, inappropriate relationship with his, uh, at least one of his students. And the interesting story is that um, here in the Cayman Islands, when he was principal from 2012 to 2014, there were a lot of stories circulating about him on campus and off campus about his relationship with students even here. Nothing ever came of it, to be clear. But um, yes. Well, hopefully he doesn't plan to move back here. That's that's why we decided to report on it, just in case. So I know uh, CMR <laughs> the will be on top of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. CMR is, you know. He'll be at the airport. Well, yeah, we want to let you know. guys know. All <laughs> right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we've got Oli Rush wins a, a world record, Guinness world record for swimming around the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Really cool. cool. So I congratulations. That. Me. I could not. Yeah. I get about yeah. uh yeah, the flower sea swim is about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, did, he did this as the fastest swim around Grand Cayman, uh, new record in 2024. Awesome. 39 years old, he did the 59.3 mile distance in 33 hours and 59 minutes. So congrats to him. Wow. That is that is quite an accomplishment. Quite a feat. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, wow. guys. Have a fantastic day. You too. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. Sandra all the time is here with the cold heart truth. She's the ears and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone wants to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. Tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, call Sandra in the morning and in the Always calling, calling Sandra, and when they start fighting, calling Sandra, and it's that's right, folks. Everyone is telling their mama about the cold hard truth. Welcome to another episode with more truth-telling, more problem-solving, and of course, more tea-spilling than ever before. Sit back, students, grab your tea, and turn up the volume, because class is now in session. Call in at 936-2626, because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. All right, folks. Happy Monday. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope you guys are doing um, fantastic. All right. Where are we here? Monday morning. Um, that was quite an interesting little tidbit that um, uh, Blake just shared with us. The first Monday since December. What did you say? December the 18th? I was like, wow, that's been a minute. We've not had a proper Monday. So here we are. Um, hope you guys are doing well. We are live, I think, in all locations, Facebook. Um, Instagram is coming up here in a second. And then YouTube, of course, and radio, Bobo 89.1 FM. So let's go ahead and check in with everyone this beautiful 
um, Monday morning. Miss, let's see who's here in the class day first. Oh, yes, Miss Renita. First person coming out of the barn. Good morning, my dear. How are you? Hope that you are doing well. We have Diamond Princess Sapphire. Good morning, Diamond Princess. By the way, let me just grab the links real quick for our... Um, okay, hold on. Let me just grab the links real quick for all of our social listeners. Uh, we do have a WhatsApp group, so if you're interested... And being part of the WhatsApp group, uh, don't forget, you can just message me. I do need your name, and um, obviously, you'll message me from your number. But, yeah, once we have those details, then we are able to uh, get you going there, add you to that list. And that basically, that list, you kind of get everything, because not everything makes it, obviously, in the news. Um, not everything makes it online. Not everything. Hold on one second. Uh, so yeah, so not everything makes it on the website and sometimes things don't even make it on social media, but, um, you know, we might send out a little tidbit on the WhatsApp group. So say, say for example, over the weekend, we actually had, uh, some ambulances. I think that was, was that Friday? I think that was Friday. There was about three or four fire trucks running I mean, it was a bit unusual, to be quite honest, from, um, I want to say from, was it, was it, um, well, from West Bay, but I, th I thought that was a little bit unusual because I wasn't quite sure where they were going. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But anyway, so those are the types of things. It's not like worthy of a full story or anything. We don't really have any details to even put it in a post, but what we'll do is um, we'll go ahead and um, make that available to you on WhatsApp, just so that you're aware. You know, sometimes it's good to know these things so that you can stay out of the way, you know. Um, we don't disclose, I think when we first, first started with CMR, we used to tell you guys uh, where the popo was at. We do not do that anymore because we realize that sometimes, although this is Cayman, so, you know, if somebody sneezes in West Bay, we know exactly what's happening. But, um, you know, we give them space to kind of carry out their operations because sometimes they are trying to do roadblocks and road checks and whatever in order to, you know, stop somebody. And I mean, there have been times that they've actually been successful with finding People with weapons, you would you would think common sense would tell you that if you're coming up in a police stop and you have a weapon in the car, that you'd probably. But you know, sometimes it's too late before they realize what's going on. They can't divert themselves, so they kind of go through there hoping that the police will not find uh, these types of things. But yeah, so we don't we don't send out those types of notifications. But if we kind of see like there is um, a police, um, you know. Uh, action like Saturday. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, we'll just let you guys know you need to stay out of the area, give the police kind of breathing room to do whatever it is that they need to do, right? So good morning. Let's see who else is here with us. Good morning to all of our Instagram <clears throat> listeners as well. So nice to see um, all of you. Uh, give me one second here. Okay, there's the links. So as you guys know, last week, we had every single day last week, we had some kind of an audio issue. 
we have still not figured out what it is and what's causing it. It's kind of like one of those things where everybody else is now pointing fingers like, oh, maybe check this, maybe check that. We do not know, um, to be quite frank. And so the application that we do use for our, to put out the live stream, you know, they're like, oh, we think it's the equipment. And I mean, honestly, I would, I would be really surprised and I'm no expert, but I'm just saying, I'm pushing all the buttons in now on the equipment as I'm saying this. I would be really, really surprised if it was the equipment. Cause kind of like, that's like the last thing that would go, you know what I'm saying? Not, everything's man-made, so anything's possible. Um, but the way that this is working so sporadically with the disconnections, it seems almost like some sort of a connection issue and not a hardware issue. So, of course, they're blaming it on the hardware. Um, we don't know. We'll see this morning kind of how it how it plans out pans out. But on Friday, quite ironically enough, it didn't start. We were like over an hour into the show before it started happening. So it's also very, very bizarre. And there's nothing happening with the equipment, you know, kind of in between that time that would cause this to happen. You're either going to have an equipment failure and it's going to be like, boom, it's failed, you know, whatever. But this kind of sporadic nature of it dropping in and out really leads me to believe that it's somehow related to connectivity. So we have tried to eliminate um, as systematically as possible all of the potentials. Like, could it have been this interfering with it? That's why my monitor is still unplugged. I'm going to plug it back in for tomorrow's show, by the way. But, you know, could it have been the monitor? Could it have been this? Could it have been just going through every little thing? Um, you know, software changes sometimes can do really, really weird stuff. And uh, when Windows updates, at halftime, they don't even tell you. They just update and whatever. So maybe it was a Windows update. Um, you know, but if, it, if it's not, one of the things we're going to do today, just giving you a heads up, if it starts today, I'm actually going to come out of Chrome and I'm going to try Firefox and then see what happens in Firefox. Because then that will allow me to know, is it specific to one particular browser versus the other? Anyway, I know you guys could care less about my tech issues, but I'm just telling you um, that we still haven't resolved it. We still don't know what it is. I'm hoping it's like one of those little gremlin issues. You know how they show up and then the issue just disappears on its own? I'm kind of hoping that that's it. Like last week, whatever the issues were, that they're now gone and we can just get back to normal doing a regular show without all this disconnecting. But, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, but we'll keep an eye on it. And so there might be a little bit of a downtime. I've, I've messaged Chuck and said that um, there might be a little bit of a downtime today because if it starts to happen, God knows it's been frustrating me beyond I'm going to just switch over to another browser. And so that might take a couple minutes to do that. So just FYI, that's the plan. Alejandra says, those elves be hard at work. Sandy, I know, I know. Naughty little elves. Um, Gabby says that Julie is tapping your system. She wishes that she could, but, um, yeah, child, I wouldn't put anything past them if they could do it. Good morning to Ms. Hilda. How are you? Um, I'm not one that believes in conspiracy theories. Trust me, you got to really convince me, um, of something. And I also know a lot of the securities that we put in place to make sure that people can't just be tapping into stuff like that. Honey, child, can you imagine? Mm -mm. Can't be having that now, Auntie Julie. Don't you be thinking about it. 
Now, speaking of Juliana O'Connor Conley, I know we were talking about her on Monday, and I do want to um, correct a situation uh, that I think is very, very important. So first of all, let me say this. You know, when we're here in the program, this is live, honey chill. There's really no delays in my end. Um, you guys are sending me messages. I'm reading your messages in real time. We're having discussions in real time. It's a back and forth. And so sometimes people will say stuff in the comment section or they'll send me stuff on WhatsApp and I then read it that I have to go back and make a bit of a correction. And I do want to say that, listen, we're not in the business of making stuff up on people. We don't have time for that. We're in the business of truth telling. And sometimes the truth is not a straight road. In most instances, it really isn't a straight road at all. And we have got to, um, you know, get there as quickly as we can, but sometimes it takes a minute. And so having said that, I want to say that there are times that we say stuff on air and I have to come back and I have to fix it. I have to correct it. And I have zero problems doing that because, you know, like I said, my remit is to make sure that we're trying to get to a point of having good, open and honest dialogue. And the only way that we can do that is to make sure that our discussions are based um, you know, 99%, I always say 97%, but, you know, largely in truth telling and factual information as opposed to hearsay. And if it's hearsay, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't know this, but you know, this is what I'm here. So let's talk about it because when someone mentioned on Friday's show about Juliana having a brother that is, you know, basically into drugs, you, you guys heard what I said. Number one, I didn't call anybody's name. And number two, I also said that I don't know the brother. Apparently she got more than one brother. I don't know them. And I honestly don't even know Juliana O'Connor Conley. So that's why I don't really speak on her personal life. But, you know, there's certain stories that we are aware of that are very um, well formulated in the community. And that's why I said to you guys, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard about her having a brother that is involved in nefarious activities when it comes to drugs, I would probably be a pretty rich person. Now, that's not me throwing any allegations against anybody. I'm just telling you the streets talk a lot and the streets have been saying from Jesus was a baby um, about her brother. Now, over the weekend, I've come to understand that she has more than one brother. I tell you all, I don't know nothing about the woman on that level. She has more than one brother. And so one brother, you know, I think we were sort of confusing a few things with him. And I want to give a big shout out to Curtis Connolly this morning. By the way, there's more than one Curtis Connolly and Kim and Brack. So big shout out to both of them. And I think both of them were firemen. One might still be and the other one is retired. But anyway, the one that's related to Juliana O'Connor Connolly. And I knew that she had a brother named Curtis Connolly because there have been a couple of times that something has happened. And people say, oh, it's Curtis Conley. And I'm like, really? And then I hear, no, it's not that Curtis Conley. It's the other Curtis Conley. So that's how I knew there's actually two people with the same name in the BRAC. And they're not the only ones with the same name in the BRAC. But anyway, um, so that brother, I want to make it clear, from all of my sources, seems to be a very upstanding man. He has worked for the fire service for over 30 odd years. A good person, not into any mix up. He owns a boat company. And he also owns a construction company. So I think some of you were throwing in comments about her brother owning a construction company and how much work he'd be getting um, from this new project that's going to be going on in the BRAC and all of these other things. But I want to make it clear 
that he's not the brother that the rumors circulate about in relation to um, anything nefarious when it comes to drugs or anything of the sort, that he is a really good guy from what I understand and very, very upstanding. Now, here's the thing, right? Do I believe that if this project goes forward, which I mean, they budgeted for it, they've got the land for it. Some of you have mentioned some things about the land. I'm waiting for some evidence on this, on who actually owns the land. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, uh, you know, I'm totally mixing them up. This person says Julie's brother is actually Curtis O'Connor, not Connolly. Is that where I'm mixing them up in my head? But people mix them up all the time. So the other one is Curtis Connolly, and this one's O'Connor. Oh, see, there you go. Close, but still far, far apart, even in the names, right? All right, so it's the same Curtis O'Connor. Not So he's not the one that people be saying nothing about, just to be clear. Um, now, listen, this project goes by, thank you so much, by the way. This is what I'm saying. Y'all give me the information in real time, and I'm happy to correct myself and correct everybody else that's listening. Um, if this project goes forward, should her brother be able to bid on the project and um, work on it? No. I mean, sorry, <laughs> but when you're connected to certain people politically, I do. it's one of those things. Listen, haven't worked in radio before. It was one of those things where somebody called in on the radio station that was your family. There was a disclaimer. Your family members can't, your immediate family members cannot win. You know, even if they got the answer right, whatever, there is a perception. Even if there is no corruption, there is a perception that you need to protect at all times of nothing underhanded going on. And so, you know, listen, your family members decide to get into politics or this or that. There's certain things that you should not ever um, get as a benefit because people are always going to go, whether it's true or not, oh, well, he won the bid because he's working on that school project because... You know, so remove yourself from it. And I think that it should actually totally be against the law for any family members. And I'm talking about when I say immediate family, I'm talking about siblings, half siblings, um, nieces, nephews, you know, first generation cousins. Cayman is so small that we probably can't go past that because then everybody's related. Right. So I think that there should be some sort of measures put in place where. Yes, uh, none of that is is permitted. Just like I'm saying, you know, they have a right to hire who they want for their political offices, but hiring family just is never a good look. And I don't even understand the forget the good look part of it. I don't even understand the logistics of why you'd want to hire a family member. I mean, gosh, I can't think of any family members that I want to work with like that. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to lay the law down when you are somebody's um, employer. And you need them to do something. And, you know, let's just be honest. You can't always speak as frankly, oops, as you would like to uh, with family. You know, sometimes they begin all up in their feelings. Uh, I'll give you another example of why and how you should separate things. So over the Christmas holidays, I want to give a big shout out. I know he wants to remain anonymous, so I'm not going to mention his name. But there um, is a gentleman who donated some gift cards. And so I posted up and I said, hey, you know, we've got, uh, thanks to the generous donation of some individuals, we've got some gift cards. Uh, by the way, I'm setting up my NPO, hopefully this month, fingers crossed, 
I mean, it'll probably take at least a month to kind of get it up and running. And we're going to be doing things on a regular basis. But I'm not about just doing handouts to people. I actually despise doing handouts to people. I believe in doing a hand up, right? So we're going to help you up, which means helping you with resume writing, jobs, job searching, all these things. Don't just be running to people talking about, oh, I need a handout and whatever. You know, we all might need a little help here and there. But um, that's not going to be the primary remit of the NPO, the CMR community um, NPO. So anyway, he gave these gift cards and I had two family members reach out to me that are primary family members. So that would mean like sibling, nieces, nephews, whatever. And I said to them, I said, listen, now to be very, very clear, nobody, you know, the guy said, just hand them out, Sandy, you do whatever you do, whatever. He didn't give any instructions. He didn't whatever. And I said to my family members, I said, listen to me, these are donated cards. These are not cards that I bought myself. And for my birthday member in August, I spent a couple thousand dollars. I went out and I bought gift cards and I gave those away. That was my birthday present to other people, right? So we did that in August. Um, And it's different when it's my money and, you know, there's a different level of accountability there. When someone else makes a donation, I feel very like I've got to be very, very careful with that donation. So when I had family members reach out, I said, listen to me, nobody else knows this, but I do not want you to, um, you know, I don't want to give you something out of this batch. I will give you a personal donation out of my own money. Okay. So I'm not going to give you one of these. These have been allocated. I want to give these to other people in the community, your family. So I will reach out and send you a couple of dollars because, you know, they're in need too. It just so happens that they're family. So the irony of it is a lot of people don't think about this, but my family members um, are at a disadvantage as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, even when news comes to me and stuff is reported, I am very, very cautious about how that is handled uh, because I don't want a perception of, oh, Sandra's playing favorites because that is her sister or that's her nephew or this, that, and the next thing. Here's another example of, you know, where these things happen in the real world because Cayman is so small. So there was a story a couple of days ago. Remember we talked about it on Friday with a young man who was um, allegedly beaten up in prison? And, you know, the person was saying, you know, he needs his lawyer. Can somebody please get him some help? Yada, yada, yada. I did not actually put up that story on the website. I sent the information to one of her writers and she put the story up. That young man just happens to be my nephew. Now, I don't know him, to be fair. <laughs> I would pass him on the street and not even know him. But, you know, I'm aware from the, from the time you hear the name Rocket, those people are related to me. Unless they're married into the family and they become a Rocket, Right. So you guys know my family is all kind of mixed up. Um, we've got, I'm related to most of the Barneses in Cayman because we were the first original Barnes that came from Jamaica, from St. Elizabeth. I'm related to a lot of the Solomons on my father's side. And I'm also related to the Rockets because there's only one set of Rockets really in Cayman. So my mother's um, first husband was a Rocket. And so all of those people are either going to be like siblings, right? Or um, nieces and nephews, pretty much. Yeah. You know, multiple generations now, but that's what it is. Morning, Andy. Joining us from La Saiba. So good to see you, Yasmin. And um, so I didn't get too much into that story 
You know, like I said, I don't actually know the young man. I just know that he is a nephew. And, you know, I was like, okay, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about him. I can't swear for him. I'm not going to get into the fray of what is going on with his situation. Um, as I understand, he's still in jail and uh, he remains in solitary confinement because of, um, you know, whatever incident went down. The same process that we would follow for everybody else. We ask the story, we get some information, reach out to prison. What do they have to say? You know, his lawyer is aware of the situation. You know, the lawyer, I don't think, can actually do much of anything at this stage. If there is an allegation of his human rights being violated, then that might be handled, um, you know, via some sort of additional legal action or whatever. But yeah, we, you know, I, I get it. Came out as a small place. And so I think, and this is so interesting because we're going to be talking about this Regen project here this morning and uh, Jennifer Ahern, I think that this is where, again, even if there's a perception of something, um, you know, going on because of how people are connected, you just have to be very, very careful. Yep. And people assume. Like, I know y'all think, oh, man, I know Marlon be helping her with her systems and this, that. Listen, Marlon is so hands-off, it's not even funny. He does nothing for CMR. Now, that doesn't mean that if I say to him, hey, can you just look at my computer for me, because I use my computer for everything, um, that he's not necessarily going to do that, because obviously he's my IT man. Um, you know, he'll help out with stuff like that, but he doesn't know anything about he not doing that with CMR, you know, websites, no nothing. He's just not into it at all. And a lot of people like that is just so weird. Well, that is just what it is. Um, he's not interested. He's never really been that interested or invested in this platform to begin with, um, to be quite frank. And that really hasn't changed for him. So sometimes y'all roll up on him and be like, oh, you know, tell Sandy. I saw him. He's like, listen, I don't know nothing about that. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't tell Sandy yourself. Like I'm not taking her any messages and I don't know what she talked about today. I don't listen to the platform. I don't read the platform and I really don't know what's going on. Um, Rhea, why are you giving out your WhatsApp number? Are you a spammer? Um, please don't do that because you'll be blocked quicker than you can say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Curtis. So boy, Curtis, you might want to change your name, honey, chill. So there's a Curtis Connolly friend to the show. And there's a Curtis Connor. Is it Connor or O'Connor? Because she's O'Connor Connolly. You see, this is where the mix up is, you know, Curtis. Because you're Curtis Connolly. Where'd she get the Connolly? She married a Connolly, must have been, right? So he said, to be clear, for the record, he is not in construction anymore. So there you go. Morning, Sophia. How are you? Leroy's in the house. Um, I was talking to Leroy over the weekend about those brownies, and he really enjoyed them, boy. Yeah, Damien, you've got to go out of your way to just ensure that there is no conflict of interest. Or even, like I said, sometimes in, in the real world, there is no conflict of interest, but even the perception of a conflict of interest should be avoided. You know, in law, um, that's one of the principal, uh, principles of, of law all the time, that they make it very, very clear that you avoid even a perception of being tainted as a judge or a magistrate or whatever. And once again, Cayman is like super, super small. So it's not unheard of that sometimes, um, you know, there will be connections with people and you'll move with people like in different spaces and whatever. And sometimes they have to um, stand down or recuse themselves from being involved in something. 
when people sit on boards. You know, if, if you work on a particular board and there are things that are coming up on boards uh, that you either have a family business that's involved in or whatever, you've got to be prepared to recuse yourself and say, hey, no, I can't do this. And, you know, the funny thing is, if you're having to recuse yourself too much, you're probably on the wrong board. And um, you shouldn't be involved in that and doing that at all. And that's another reason why when um, Chris Saunders approached me about, you know, oh, you know, tell me whatever board you want to be on, we'll make it happen. I was like, no, thank you, because I have to remain what I do. And in this space, I have to remain untainted. You know what that means? You can't. I don't want to. I don't want your board appointment. I don't want any of that stuff. I don't even want your damn fruitcake. Because at the end of the day now, you know, there is um, a perception that I could be conflicted. Oh, he well, he appointed her on that board. That's why she's not reporting all the foolishness that's going on and, on the business staffing board, blah, 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 blah. Nope. It's best. I don't need it. There's lots of capable people in this country who can sit on boards and do that. And I have a very, very specific job to do. Good morning, caller. Happy Monday. Good morning. This is Curtis Connolly. Con- <laughs> <laughs> give, give us give us a breakdown mr bracca you you okay, you, okay the so guy, yes they they used to go as o'connor's before okay but it, it changed to connor oh so he is curtis connor how did they change it like they legally change your name um, legally yeah I'm oh, sure okay about a couple of years well now mm-hmm. anyways this guy curtis now connor Mm-hmm. He had a construction company before. Okay. But the last going on, he was only building vaults. But mm. he's not doing that anymore either. He's vaults as in vaults for dead people? Yeah. Oh, okay. But All he right. don't do that anymore either. He is just doing his, his boat charters now, and that's it. Okay. So he's also retired from the fire service? Yeah, he retired after me. He uh... retired two years ago, probably. Oh, wow. So you see how people can definitely get you guys a little bit mixed up, right? Oh, well, you know how much I am. We got mixed up. Every day now, somebody messaged me. I got your number going to the Cayman. I think I got Oh, my gosh. We were with the fire service. I would pay his bill at the store and he would pay mine. We would figure it out. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes. So our whole life, we've been getting mixed up. Mm-hmm. So now they're Connors. Um, yeah. But she still keeps O'Connor in her, in her name. Yeah, I, I I don't know the the, the reason for that. Mm, okay. And then she married a Conley. Was that Conley that came in Bracker? No, I think from East End, not sure though. Oh, okay. What a mess. Huh. Mm-hmm. So are your Connellys then related to the Conleys from East End? Yeah, but um I don't even go with one in. We mm-hmm. most go with two, but I understand that that was my grandfather changed that. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. So there's a little bit of Cayman history in the mix as well. But thank you for um, for clarifying that. And like I said, I did know that she had a brother named Curtis. Now, for some reason, yeah. I was thinking it was the same name because people have mixed them up before. Because they'd be like, oh, you know, this is Curtis, blah, blah. And I think on once or twice, I've actually reached out to you and said, um, you know, somebody said this about you. You're like, no, 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 that not me. <laughs> <laughs> they confuse yeah. the situation. Yeah. So the East End Connollys tend to spell it with two N's and two L's. Correct. Okay. All right. Curtis, yeah. appreciate you always. All right. Cool. Thanks, my dear. All right. Take care. All righty. So, yeah. What a thing. A little bit of a mix-up story there, but we got it now. So Gilbert Connolly was her husband. 
Gilbert. Where's Gilbert Connolly? Gilbert. Um, Gilbert. Hold on now. He, he Did he pass away? Oh, yes. That was her husband? Oh, really? Okay. Hmm. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. He passed away a couple of years ago, back in 2021. Um, okay. Wow. Thanks for that. Uh, this person said, morning. I knew Bernard very well. Sweet boy. He used to fill up my car at Refuel. I used to send him cologne, gifts, um, et cetera, every Christmas. Can't believe he's in prison. Um, yes, apparently. Um, some situation about um, drugs or something. I don't know. Morning, caller. But honey chat, you can't you can't call me when I'm on air, you know, and say so you don't want to be on air. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, we gotta get to the bottom of that story. All right, my dear. Okay, good. <laughs> I like how y'all call it, but I don't want to be on air. I'm like, I'm on air. So, um, so yes, thank you for that. So what a hot mess. Mm-hmm. All right. So listen, there there are some stories. Um, and you and you have a cousin named Curtis Conley too. Adonia's nephew that belonged to Eleanor. Well, technically, they're not my cousins because Adonia is my aunt by marriage. So they're my cousin's cousins. Okay, man makes up story. Trust me. Um, but yes. Hmm. Interesting. His name Curtis too. Yeah, right. Curtis. Oh, yeah. And he's a Connolly. Hmm. Oh, mess. Okay, Manion's boy. I tell you, we're all interconnected and interwoven and that's why you can't half time you can't even marry came in because you're like oops that's my cousin lord jesus okay uh yeah seems like a pretty popular name curtis <laughs> oh honey chill and it's like my name there's more than one sandra um solomon because that was my original name there's another she's quite a bit older but there's another sandra solomon as well um no mess all right. Um, Alejandro said, mine, they know better, you know. Them anonymous BS, not loud on live, brother. <laughs> Morning, Perla. How are you? Week two of 2024. Yes, ma'am. Uh, La Lavia, is that how you pronounce your name, mama? If I've gotten it wrong, forgive me. Miss Pat is here. We almost got 400 people. Well, between Instagram now, if we add them in, we've got over 400 people in the live stream. So um, thanks for clarifying that. And Mr. Curtis, the other Mr. Curtis, Connor, accept her apologies. We weren't trying to mix you up in no story because you sound like you're the good brother. We're not trying to mix you up in the bad brother story. But um, yes, it is interesting that there is this very, you know, persistent rumor about um, another brother of hers um, having his hands in the little, you know, stuff. All right. And the Brockers, everybody, everybody in the Brock like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know it, Sandy, but nothing not being done about it. Police know it. Police know who's doing drugs in the Brock and who's whatever. And they're not making no arrests. They're not doing nothing. Eh, what can I say? I'm just going to sip my tea, honey, chill. See me over here at my mug, just sipping it. Uh-huh. Uh, Marshall says, yes, I went to school with Curtis Conley, who's Adonia's 
sister. Huh? Curtis is a guy. The sister would be his mummy. Don't confuse this even more, Marshall. So that Curtis is Adonia's nephew. Anyway, um, I don't know about Mr. Bernard now, young Bernard. I don't even know how old he is, to be honest. I'm thinking he's probably pretty young. Seems like he's getting himself mixed up in, in something. Um, it's unfortunate because I think he probably hasn't had the easiest life. And, you know, this happens a lot within families. Um, what I can tell you, young, young, youngins, is that there's a lot of us, quite frankly, that haven't had life easy. Um, you're going to go through some tough, you know, knocks. But I was reading something this weekend that said, um, let me tell you what it said. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. They said behind every strong person is a story that gave them two choices, sink or swim. And so you, you've got to decide when, you know, you have to make some tough decisions, whether you're going to sink or swim. When you get involved in, um, you know, illegal activity, you're sinking, honey child. You are definitely not swimming. Oh, um, oh, I get you. Marshall means that he went to school with Samantha, which is Curtis's younger sister. Lord Jesus. But how did Adonia's name get into it? What a mix-up story this morning. Caymanians, definitely a mix-up story. Anyway. Um, so yeah, the name Samantha, not Adonia. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah. Is that what he meant? Okay. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah. So listen to me. Um, young Bernard, if you're listening, I guess you're not listening cause you must be in solitary confinement. Um, by the way, not for nothing, but prison look into the, uh, the whole, psychology of putting somebody in, in solitary confinement. You can actually drive people crazy by putting them in solitary confinement because human beings are, are social creatures. And it's one of the worst things that you can do is put someone in confinement by themselves. Like you do a lot of damage to that individual psyche. Um, a lot of prisons around the world are now doing away with solitary confinement completely. Um, you know, if there's a real safety issue, then that might be a little bit different, but to try to somehow correct people's behavior by putting them in solitary confinement has been found to do quite the opposite. So y'all might want to read up on prisoning, modern day prisoning policies and so on, but I'll leave that to you so-called experts. But yeah, I don't know this young man, but if I had to give him a piece of advice, son, I would say to you that, you know, um, yes, life might not have dealt you, you know, a, a good hand to start out with, but it's entirely up to you once you become an adult to try to turn some of these things around. And that's going to be, you know, it's one of those things, especially in Cayman, you start down a particular, um, you know, avenue, it is hard to recover from that. Because everybody, once you start going down the road of being involved in drugs or violence or this or that, everybody is going to start pegging you as that angry kid, that kid with no discipline, the child who's always doing drugs or stealing from people or, you know, it doesn't take long for you to acquire a reputation in a place as small as Cayman is. Um, so take that to heart and know that the only thing you have at the end of the day is really your bond, your word, your reputation. So, you know, just be very, very cautious 
um, about the decisions that you're making because they're going to have real world implications now. Nobody's going to be feeling pity for you anymore because you're a teenager who lost a mom at a young age. They're going to be like, oh, no, this kid just don't want to learn. Throw his behind in jail. Here he goes, another trip to Northward. And this is just the realities of it. Uh, I think more should be done in terms of like mentoring programs. You know, there are some things that are in place. And I always find that the people who have, like our young people who have so many opportunities are the ones who get even more opportunities. The ones who really need the helping hand are going to be the ones who find it so much more difficult to find a mentor, to find someone who reaches out to them and gives them an encouraging word and maybe a little help up and that sort of thing. That's why I really rate um, Mr. Um, um, help me out here, John Gray students. Um, his name is escaping me. The, the Boys to Men program. Uh, let's see. I know my Instagram folks are going to give me this answer first. Mr. Murray, right, with Boys to Men, because I think that that is such an important program because it really does take uh, Mr. Christopher Murray. It really does take um, all at-risk youth and gives them, especially the young men in particular, it gives them an opportunity to be involved in community service and to be mentored by some, um, you know, really good, solid individuals in this community. We need more of that. We need a, a ladies to girls to ladies program as well. You know, whatever it takes to really help our at-risk youth. So thank you to Mr. Murray and that entire team. Young Seaford Russell is also involved in that and some others really appreciate all the work that you guys do. Um, Alejandro says that our prison is supposedly a rehabilitation place, but I don't think most of the prison officers understand the assignment. Well, forget the prison officers, the prison management, and by extension, the ministry responsible for prisons, and by extension, the minister uh, does not understand the assignment, not at all. Because if they did, y'all would not be um, having me tell you this morning that uh, Miss um, Oduki Caesar who was the director in charge of rehabilitation is still on leave some two, three years later. Hold on. So we <clears throat> reported back in 2019, Jesus, peace, time is just flying, honey child, that she was suspended from her job and we're now in 2024. And nobody else is doing rehabilitation. Nobody else has the qualifications to do it um, at the prison. And so, you know, you tell me how exactly is this working? Huh? No, sir. So she was uh, suspended by prison director Stephen Barrett. He since moved on and left the jurisdiction. He claims that she he couldn't work with her because apparently she was too much of a strong woman for him, honey chill, giving him the cold hard truth and he just couldn't handle it. He was like, oh, I'm afraid of her. She speaks too harshly to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a hot mess. Anywho, um, <clears throat> she's still on leave all these years later. She's one of the women, and we're going we're gonna to segue into the major conversation for today, which is around um, another woman who you know has been through it in the civil service. Working for the civil service, not easy, you know. Mm -mm -mm. Trust and believe. Wow. Okay, so over the weekend, I'm happy to report that Roland Welcome 
um, has been uh, arrested. Uh, so um, good for the RCIPS. This man, who who exactly? Which welcomes is he family to Mr. Amelia? Since we're breaking down family history this morning, where are these welcomes from? Because boy, they say he's from East End, but he's really an East Ender. Because I mean to tell you, this dude is something special. Uh, so are the welcomes in Georgetown related to the welcomes in East End? Are they all connected? Anyway, honey chow, <clears throat> he is in a hot mess of a situation because he's been on the run now for a little bit, only 33 years old. Imagine that. Um, and so he is a hot mess. They finally caught up with him on Saturday. And believe it or not, he was telling the police, it was, it was a bit of a showdown, if you will, except, I mean, not much of a showdown because I don't think he had like any weapons or anything like that, but he was caught up. Um, he was caught up in East End around um, the some what was the name of the street again hold on let me tell y'all where he where he was but anyway they had a little a little bit of a standoff with the police and they were out in full force we got some video footage of it thanks to our astute people on this one but yeah uh Baden town off of oh hold on let me get the street his father's from Honduras and his mother's from East End oh one of them Mixed up stories. <laughs> okay. So we got some welcomes in East End then. No, because his father's from East End. He can't be, that can't be from East End. I mean, you said his father's from Honduras. Oh, his father, hold on. His father's from Honduras and his mother's from East End. So the welcome is from Honduras. So the Georgetown welcomes, they, they, that name come from Honduras too, right? What a hot mess. Um, Hold on one second now. Let me see. So, yes, well, he's a hot mess of a situation, honey jail. But yeah, it was down um, on, let me see here now. Uh, Brook Drive in Bodentown. I don't even know where Brook Drive is. Child, that must be in the heart of Bodentown. But he was down there um, doing the most, and um, the police were seen on location, uh, you know, they had a, a look like almost half a dozen police units trying to capture him. Mm -mm -mm. Only 33 years old, and he seems to be mixed up in the most hot mess of a situation. So this person says, them welcomes are all Bay Islanders. Oh, okay then. Uh, Pat says, what rehabilitation program? I'm telling you that none doesn't exist at the moment because they just can't get it right. Um, so yeah, he was out misbehaving. He's wanted for a number of different offenses. And so the police finally caught up with him. But you remember now he's the same dude who stole the money from the cookie jar in East End. And I mean, literally the cookie jar. So, um, let me see if I can find this video. Hold on now. This dude is something else. 
He is not easy, none at all. All right. I think this is the clean version. Hopefully it's a clean version of this because we had to clean it up. So he went to this little restaurant down in West Bay um, Kitchen. What's it called? Uh, Heritage Kitchen. Really nice place. I hadn't been there in years. I went the other day and got me a little bite to eat. Very delicious food. Go check him out if you go west. And stole the people that money out the cookie jar. What a crook. I mean, I wish it was me in the kitchen because I would have got some hot oil and threw it right on him. Good morning, caller. The welcome is from Rotan. From Rotan? Yes. Oh, okay. Hot mess. Hot mess. Thank you, honey child. His mother is a Rankin, says this source. Um, someone says, can these Curtis men please use their middle initials? Stop the madness. <laughs> oh, this person having a good little laugh. All right. So his mother's a Rankin from East End and daddy from Rotan, Honduras. There you go. All right. Anyway, um, Curtis, I'm Henry Curtis. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Roland. <laughs> Look like he just a bad seed, honey chow. He wants to be bad to the bone. Well, the, the popo going to show you something, Roland. Try to behave yourself now because they're not playing with him. So he had this whole standoff with them and um, <laughs> tell them, about, oh, you better. Th this is what my eyewitness said. Hold on now. Y'all have to hear this story. Um, so Operation Down Peas Bay, police with guns and bulletproof vests happening now. Breaking news. So this was around 4.30 on Saturday. Um, so this is Brook Drive, uh, helicopter up in the air. I hear that it's rolling. And he says that he's been waiting on them. Hear, hear him now? <laughs> he's been waiting on the police. Can you believe the audacity of this crook? 33 years old. He's been waiting on them. Well, Roland, apparently if you were waiting on them, you could have just gone and turned yourself in. What are you waiting on them for? They've been trying to find you left, right, and center. Tell me, are you waiting on them? Lord Jesus. Really, son? Mm -mm -mm. What a mess. Anyway, um, he said he was waiting on them. And then um, he say, um, you know, a couple expletives at the police. Go suck your mother, this and that. And he's still not coming out. <laughs> More police showed up around 522. So this went on for a minute now. And um, he's hollering and cussing him out, saying that they can't catch him. Well, poor old Roland. He's not too bright, it seems, because they did catch him. Um, so this was like a whole standoff. And you know, you know, K-Man, um, Popo, honey chow, they um, are going to take their time and, you know, <laughs> apprehend somebody because they'd be so scared. Like, oh, we can't hurt their feelings. No, you a person like this, you just stomp the area, take him out with force, and take his behind straight to jail. Lord Jesus. No, sir. Anyway, here's the footage of the arrest. And this was them before during the full standoff with the arm unit and stuff like that. They look like they were well equipped, though. He lucky. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey chill. Look at all the arm unit. They're like, come on out, Roland. Time to go to prison. So he was um doing the most. Um 
So he has been, they've been looking for suspicion of aggravated burglary pertaining to an incident that took place on November the 9th in East End. But since then, he's been around causing all kinds of trouble since he's been on the run, on the run. So um, this is where he kicked in a door. This is the East End incident. He kicked down the door, injured a woman during the burglary, carried a machete, uh, kicked down a door. This is East End now, um, causing the resident to suffer minor injuries. The RCAPS said that around 1.30 a.m., police were dispatched by the 911 Communication Center to a report of a burglary in progress at a residence located on Sea View Road in East End. It is reported that a man wearing a dirty white marina could even come clean and shorts trespass into the residential address, kicking down an interior door, which hit a resident causing her minor injuries. And he was carrying a machete at the time that he was seen and demanded money from the occupant. He left a location on foot with a quantity of cash in an unknown direction. So that was him. And they've been looking for him then almost for that entire month. And in the meantime, like I said, he was making himself busy. So this is what he was doing in West Bay. He was all over the place. Look at him. Why you steal my money? Why you steal my money? Tell me. No, you not took whatever you want because that's not right. That's a stealing. That's a stealing. So what? That's a stealing. Take that from your face. Take that from your face, mom. So, my God, what a hot mess. Uh, so you hear him. What, what did he say that, that it's his? I, I'm a little bit confused. Let, let me let me listen to this again so I can make sense of this. Why you steal my money? Mm-hmm. Why you steal my money? Tell me. No, you not took whatever you want because that's not right. That's a stealing. That's a stealing. So what? That's a stealing. Take that from your face. So he is saying that, um, so what? It, the money is his, it's ours. Um, so you, ha, 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 huh? Say what? You didn't work for it, Roland. How, how does it become yours? You see, this is when y'all raising these entitled, no good children. How can somebody steal something that belongs to somebody else that somebody else is working for? Um, oh, he's trying to say he owned Cayman. Well, thank God Cayman, not owned by the likes of him, honey chill. But you see, th- this is the madness that's going on in our streets. Th- this is what we want representing us out in the streets, but he looks like he works out. Y'all notice the abs and stuff? I'm like, oh, he got time to be committing crimes and working out? But yeah, he, he need a good box upside his head, if I was to be honest. We're actually going to um, speak to the victim this morning in this situation, my apologies, and see, um, you know, what she has to say about it. Give me a second now. I'm going to give her a call. Mm-hmm. You see her asking him, why are you stealing my money? Morning, my dear. How are you? Yes, mama, we're live on the radio. So we were just talking about Roland. Welcome. (laughs) Yes, yes, honey child. I know. Trust me. Tell us what happened.
Oh, <coughs> sorry. One, one, one second, Mama. They said they can't hear you. One second. Okay, go ahead. I think they can hear you now. Everybody hear me now? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Like I say, like I say that that day was um a little shocking for me because we never had that situation before at the restaurant. Like you know, we have a plenty customer. Um, that's bad for the business for the tourism. You know. Um, when the, the customer called me and say, mom, do you know the guy just took you to the jar from the window? I say, excuse me, when I see the mm -hmm. jar gone. Oh my God. And I say to the customer, and where he going? He say, was a woman and a mom, and they went in that direction by Bogusan. Um, The mm -hmm. only thing I have left because I'm a chef was, Cut off the stove and mm -hmm. run, run by the by the Bogesan road. You know that's an entry road. Nobody, uh, it's not too much traffic there. No, it's a, there was no one soul there mm -hmm. beside the customer with me. Mm -hmm. Um, when I saw him with the machete on his um on his bed, I was a little afraid. Um, threat for the customer too, because you know he can damage so, the customer. Wait, wait a minute now. So and you're he, saying that he's walking around in broad daylight with a machete on him? Yeah, he have the machete on his um on his sides of, of the palm. Oh, he wow. not pull out the machete at the minute, but when I when you see me cut the video because I don't have mm -hmm. my phone with me, mm -hmm. I have the phone for the restaurant, which is no um a good camera. Mm -hmm. Um. I tried to be the record him to see his eyes, to mm -hmm. try to recognize who he was, you know, and which I did because that same day I recognized was him. Um, he was with a woman, like I say, and the woman was walking fast, fast, fast. He was trying to distracting us, but he took off, like, like jump one fence to go to the main road. Mm -hmm. And I was in the police with the police online, but you know, they told me they take a little while because they're coming from Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And I say nothing left for me because you know, mm -hmm. stay, but um, I say, okay, that's the woman was with him. The customer say, yes, that hurts. I say, mm -hmm. okay, sir, you go back to the restaurant. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. This is on me. And I run behind that woman mm -hmm. until until I was close to her. But surprise for me was a car parking um, on the side of the road, which was her car, was the car she was driving. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to get a license plate, you know. I, I run close to the, the car, but she, she was um, a little far from me. But I took the picture, which mm -hmm. I told the, the police, which I told the police the license plate. Um, the woman tried to, to run over me, Miss Sandy. Uh -uh. She was speeding. What? Miss Sandy, that was the, the, the bad situation. Oh I never God. expect this woman tried to kill my life, like, like tried to kill myself. Oh, my she, God. She was speeding behind me and swing the car and... You know, I was alone, nobody there to witness. Um, nobody uh, lived there. We available to take the, the, the videos for the camera. 
that was about Miss Miss Sandy, but like I say, um, she did nothing to me. Thank you, Jesus, because at this point I could be there. And mm. that, that woman is his woman, the one who I have a child with him, I believe so. My husband recognized her because um, he was in the in the other line with me. I called him right away when I was talking to the police. He was hearing the license plate and everything. Mm-hmm. And he lived five minutes from the house. He mm-hmm. came to the, he was coming to the restaurant when he saw the orange mm-hmm. um, black Honda. Mm-hmm. And when he saw her by Public Beach, right there by Public Beach, he told me, I got it. Tell the police I'm right here behind the car. And she's there. Mm-hmm. She's like, like she was like down the stairwell. Mm-hmm. But he was waiting until the police come. But the police never came because um, I make a mistake telling them she's by the public beach, seven mile beach, which no was seven mile beach, was right here, public beach. And they took a little while. But when my husband get out from the car to try to see who she is, <laughs> she look at him and she recognize him like she know who who are, who are, you know? Yeah. She, wow. she took off right away again, speeding, mm-hmm. always revealed. My husband is speeding, police tried to put a traffic on him. I said, that's my husband. <laughs> so they couldn't, they couldn't catch him and they couldn't catch yeah. her. They could not catch no one at the point, my dear. Wow, what a mess. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But that woman is something else I can tell you. She mm-hmm. wasn't she was like him, you know? Because for a person mm-hmm. try to to take the life of other person, come on, she's a criminal. She's a criminal. Of course. And I yes. press charge on her for what she tried to do to do. Yes. Oh my God. So um, what were your thoughts this weekend when you heard that they had apprehended him? What were you thinking when you heard that news? Oh, Miss Sandy, I was like, you know, happy for, for, because he, I hope he went pay for what he don't know, only me, the people on his stand, um, other robberies, because like I hear by the police station, that guy was involved in so many robberies. Mm-mm. Oh my god. I gosh. hope they pay for what they don't. Mm-hmm. And I hope this criminal thing going on here in Cayman change and we stand up all together and try to change this community because we a little mess, Miss Andy. Mm-hmm. Things getting worse here. You cannot feel safe. In your workplace, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing a little bit of what happened to you. Uh, we're obviously happy that he's in custody, and um, you know, keep us updated on how things go with the prosecution and so forth. Yes, I will. I will update everybody because, like I say. That was new. That was a little shock for me when I read the news and I know read the part mm-hmm. when the woman tried to run over me with the car. You know, that part was on the on the on the news, and I was waiting until I see what's going on. Same thing I told RCIPS. 
I will wait for you guys to do your. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much, my dear. I appreciate it. Thank you, Miss Sandy, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right, folks. Um, big thanks to that caller. Uh, you know, there's nothing like getting it as a firsthand account. I mean, we can retell a story, but isn't it amazing to hear it in her first person voice to hear exactly what went down, how, you know, scared she was. Um, so apparently he's a career criminal is what my source is telling me. Always was at it from long time. Um, somebody said his mother spoiled him rotten. And um, he thinks that because this woman is an expat, that means that as a Caymanian, he's entitled <clears throat> to take her stuff and he can just take it. My God, what a mess. Someone said um, something that just came. I said, good morning, Miss Sandra. Something just came to me. I wonder if he's the guy who had slapped the guy with the machete on public beach that night at the party. And remember the victim said that he did not know who the person is. Huh. So this was the um <clears throat> the fight with the Caymanian guy and his father from East End too, you know? Hmm. I don't know. I need to go look at that footage now and try and put it together because, yeah, he definitely walked around with a machete. <clears throat> but this was the ones who were fighting um, because the girl, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, baby daddy, whatever, drama, was telling her that she's a no good woman. She's a waste woman, blah, 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 blah. And the, <clears throat> the guy then pulled out the machete. But he also had his face covered, right? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Possible. Popo need to look into that angle. I think it's entirely possible. All right. So let's talk a minute here now <clears throat> about something. I get this quite frequently where people are saying to me, that uh, this is something that we need to decide on. And I want you guys to <clears throat> take a vote this morning. Let's do our first poll of 2022. 2022, Lord Jesus, we've gone back years now. 2024, um, about whether or not it should be illegal. Let me see here now. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it should be illegal to um to wear a face covering so th this is this is the question it's gonna be a multiple choice question should it be illegal to wear any sort of a face covering other than like a maybe a covid mask or you know if you're in a store or whatever but any sort of a face covering um no, 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 no. Let me let me rephrase this question. Should face coverings be banned? And when we say banned, there, there would obviously be exceptions. So if you're a gardener and you're actively working um, as a gardener, then most gardeners try to keep the debris and whatever off of their face. And they wear like, a, um, what are they called, by the way? What are these face coverings called? but they'll wear one of these protective things, right? So this is the question. Should face coverings be banned? Um, all right, so let's go ahead and 
We're going to save this and we're going to launch it. And then I'm going to give you guys the QR code so that you can scan it. Yes. Okay. Hold on one second. So I'm going to, I'm going to vote first. Hold on. Let me vote. So I'm going to take my camera. Um, oops. Photo mode, scan it, click on the little yellow box. And then I'm going to vote. So hold on. Um, oh, wait a minute. Where's my question? Oh. Hold on. Um, type in your question. Oh, wait a minute. Have I done this wrong? Uh-uh. Hold on. Give me a second. Should face coverings be banned? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to share the link in the chat. So you can just click on this link and you can vote. And then I'm also going to show you guys. They're called Balaclava Ooh. Mask. They played a big role in the... um. They played a very, very big role in the whole situation with, um, what was the name of it again? Uh, the Scotia Bank robbery that they just got off on as well the other day. Because the robbers, at least one of the robbers was wearing one of these balaclava masks and stuff as well. All right, so here's the slide. This is our question, poll question, first poll question of 2020, what year are we in? 2024. And this is the poll question. Should face coverings be banned? And like I said, there was obviously a exception uh, if you're in like the field and there's like a legit reason for you to be wearing one, right? But can you just be walking around on the streets with a um, balaclava mask? All right, so go ahead and vote folks. Scan the QR code. If you don't know how to use QR, you've got the link there. Um, and I'll send it out to a couple of the WhatsApp groups and stuff as well. So um, there you go. Everybody vote, share the link with others so that they can register their vote as well. All right. Balaclava mask. I mean, you use them. They're kind of similar to ski mask. I I had one when I was in New York. Um, like a covering, kind of same thing where basically only your eyes were visible and it helps. It was like one because of the cold helped to kind of protect you, you know, in situations like that. But we don't we don't have that kind of weather here, but we need it for weather purposes. So someone says, yes, it should be banned, only allowed in construction sites and gardening. Once they're leaving the property, all face coverings should be removed. So, so far... Everybody's saying yes. Uh, nobody has said, um, someone said, can you send the QR code in the distribution group? Yes, I will do that. I'll send that on WhatsApp as well. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, uh, register your votes. Irvlin says, um, when entering a building, no face coverings, um, no face, no face covering. Jackie says, yes. Leroy says they're ninja mask. Um, Alex, they actually have a specific name. Rhys Romilia says, yes. Gabby says that's not him in that video, 
that's a Jamaican. That was not him in that video. Plus, that guy is a little darker than Roland. Oh, okay. So, um, I don't know uh, what um, Roland's issue is. It sounds like it's kind of deep-seated. Some people have said that his mother, which I'm going to be honest with you, for most people, <laughs> you don't have to look far to see where the dysfunction comes from. Just simply look at the family and it all kind of makes sense, right? Not every case, but I would say probably in 97% of the cases, when you look at the chaotic environment. And sometimes, to be fair, it's not that the parents are like bad people or even that they themselves were criminals, but they raised children that they never held accountable. So their children were allowed to go around engaging in all kind of behavior, doing the most, and they were just never held accountable. And so not teach a young person at a young age that there are consequences for their actions is one of the worst things that you can do as a parent. Because they're going to go through this world, just like Roland, thinking that he's entitled. Y'all heard him. No, you know, to whatever you want, because that's not right. That's a stealing. That's a stealing. So what? That's a stealing. Take that from your face. Take that from your face, man. I mean, you can imagine, right, someone thinking in their head that you can just steal from somebody regardless of who they are and that that's okay just because you're a Cayman. And, oh, it's for us, it's for us. Dude, don't, don't mix yourself up with the rest of us good Caymanians out here trying to hustle and trying to work for an honest day's living because you do not represent Caymanians in any way, shape, or form. You make us ashamed, in fact, to be connected to you. And, um, you know, when you work really hard, you imagine somebody just coming and taking what you have to what oh it's it's for us it's for us because i mean what what what's the next story the woman he robbed in in, in east end was she a caymanian is he only robbing foreigners so when he robs a caymanian then he can be like what well it's for me because i'm from east end or or because i don't want to work i'm a criminal i should you know be able to just take whatever i want they they got to keep it up till they buck up on the wrong person you know trust and believe me you have a right to defend yourself and your home. And these no good criminals roaming around the streets, they better get it together because um, it's not the first time that one of them have been killed by an innocent person and innocent people getting fed up with them. So they better try and relax and go find a job. My God, how horrible. Um, Shaka Zulu says, so let's not forget um, that there are religious reasons to wear a face covering, but not this kind of face covering. You're talking about women who are wearing the, um, what do they wear again? The, the barka, what's it called? Um, Muslims, what, what is it that they wear in their faces? Y'all have to help me. Uh, the face cloth is called, what the hell is it called? Anyway, um, I think that's a very different situation. Obviously their men don't waste, don't wear face coverings. Um, so hijab, isn't there another name for it? Um, but yes, <laughs> the hijab, what was like the, oh, the, the burqa, whatever that is. That's the whole outfit, right? That's the whole black drapery thing. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but the burqa doesn't cover the face. Well, I guess it depends on, um, or the hijab. It does depend on um, 
how strict you are, but for the most part, the hijab is to co- cover the hair. So you don't hear, you don't see any hair. Um, most of them have beautiful faces and makeup done. You can see the, the makeup, but apparently the hair will entice you to see them as sexy. So they cover the hair. So you can't hear, you can't see any of the hair. But I think for most of those, except if you are in the strictest of the strictest, and I've never seen one of them here, to be honest. Um, uh, the strictest of the strictest, you know, side of that religion, then the only thing you would actually see would be the eyes. But most people who wear a hijab, or um, I'll show you a photo here, are just simply covering their, um, they're covering just the hair and that part of it. So not so much the face. Uh, boy, they, they, if you go, go and Google hijabs, because boy, they make them look so sexy. It's so it's so funny because it's supposed to be covering up the modesty, trying to make a woman look more modest. But I got to tell you what, they actually are, they're very good looking. <laughs> These hijabs makes me want to go put one on. Um, look at this. They they model it and make it look so sexy. Like, oh, look at me. Yes, sir. Oh, I love this one. Look at that dress. That's so nice and nicely done. Mm, yes, sir. Mess with her. Um, so yes, you can, um, cover that and then, you know, oh boy, they can, one thing with them is a lot of them make sure they make up, be on point. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, check it out. I mean, I don't, I don't think that this is exactly the same thing. I'm going to show y'all some pictures here of these uh, ladies with the hijab on. Um, Look at these pictures. Are they not like gorgeous? Oh my God. Huh? They make me, like I said, they make me want to go put one on. Look at that. That's so cute. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but again, you'll find that most of them actually um, do not cover the entire face. It's just the hair. So I don't, I, and I, we don't have a huge Muslim population here. Uh, so I don't necessarily think that that would be a problem. But again, it's not the women that are covering their faces and going out there committing crimes. It's by and large uh, men who are doing so, right? So, um, yep. So thank you, Shaka Zula. Oh, look at this one. This is pretty. Yes. Uh, oh, they sell them on Amazon? Uh-huh. This is a women embroidery, Abaya, Dubai, Turkey, Muslim dress, evening, wedding dress, Islamic clothes. Mm-hmm. I see it there, Amazon. Look at that. Okay. Okay. We won't be buying one of those off of Amazon anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, mess. All right. Any other comments in relation to this? We'll check the voting results here in a second. So, so far, still 100% say yes. Time to ban it. Um, Leonard says definitely should not be allowed in public. Uh, Ervalyn, um, sorry, Siobhan says definitely unless they're doing construction or some kind of job like that. Siobhan says she's uh, voted. Um, Aliana says also hoodies. So all of it would be covered under, under face coverings, right? Also hoodies and above 70 degree weather. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ms. Vernita says a thousand percent. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand percent face coverings should be banned. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then what do you, I mean, what do you do when you see somebody with it? I mean, how would you, I don't know how the police would exactly enforce this, but um, John, thank you so much for confirming. So yes, the burqa is what covers the body and face, whereas the hijab is like a scarf that covers the face visibly. Um, okay. <clears throat> so yes, Shaka Zulu, some, some do cover the entire, you know what? Like I said, I know that those are extremely, they're like very, very strict Muslims, you know? So there are extremes, I guess, in all religions. And I don't, um, I've never really seen um, that here, not to say that we might have one or two, but again, you know, there could be exemptions uh, for it. So um, Rush C says, I don't think it's cute. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the outfits are cutish. I mean, the outfits look nice. Some of the outfits are very nice. And the women are, I think a lot of them are beautiful because they spent they seem to spend a lot of time trying to beautify the face because you can't say anything else, I guess, to be attracted to. So they take their time with the makeup. I don't know. But remember, you're talking about enacting a law to ban it. Yes. Um, playing devil's advocate this morning. I mean, can we think of, I mean, you know, most laws will have certain exemptions, exemptions built into it, and that's fair enough. But just walking around with a face covering, um, like how he was doing, like what Roland was doing, should not be allowed. And I, I'm going to vote. I haven't voted yet, but I am, I am going to vote. And I'm going to I'm going to vote now, actually. And I'm going to say, yes, I think that. Hold on. I'm casting my vote now. Is this opening up on my phone? Oh, there we go. <clears throat> so I'm going to vote. And say yes as well. All right. Keep voting. Um, morning, Benji. Live says if Islam get away in Cayman, dog eat or supper, France is banning the hijab. Um, I don't want to make this a religious <laughs> discussion this morning, but I think in terms of, <clears throat> we're not talking about the hijab necessarily, but in terms of face coverings, I do think that they should be banned in public places. So Lisa, good morning. Rough seas says those dresses in one hand oh, is one head scarf away from what Juliana wears. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all are so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even. <clears throat> no, sir. Yeah, she does like to cover the body. Um, supposedly in a religious <clears throat> setting. <clears throat> Sorry. It makes you less attractive. I think that's supposed to be the reason for it. <clears throat> I mean, I think you can be attractive no matter, or unattractive, no matter um, what you wear, to be quite honest. And so, you know, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> this person says, hold on one second here. 
that um, unfortunately banning them will only affect the law-abiding citizens. The criminals will still use them, which is the case with most things, right? The criminals don't really um, care about those types of things. Hmm. Uh, Good morning. Just a thought here. I can recall seeing a person on a charge of going equipped for stealing. Would this charge cover the face covering issue thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Because again, unless they amend the law and include that kind of in there, like I think it's, I think it's a stretch to say that this might be included in going equipped for stealing. Now, if they find you with the face mask and other utensils used for breaking into homes and it's like you've got four or five different items, then definitely I could see them making out a charge of going equipped for stealing. So it would include, you know, if you got your little bag of goodies with all your stuff in it or you're going to go commit a crime, then yes, um, that's possible. But if you were just walking around with it, So I think the issue here is whether or not walking around with it on should be an offense. But you know what occurred to me as well is for the most part, this is going to be, this would be like you and I trying to police this. I don't know how well the police would actually do at um, trying to police this either. So I don't know. This, This is a tough one. Like I think we can all, see the reasoning and the logic um, behind it, but at the same time, the enforcement of it might be a little bit of an issue. Yep. Okay, so we'll put this up on the website as well uh, today. So uh, social media will share this after the program. You guys are free to, um, to definitely vote in this poll. I'm going to send it out now to everybody here. Um, Okay. So we'll leave the poll open for a bit. Uh, Please register your vote if you think that it should be banned. Um, And then, you know, once they ban it, even as a citizen, it at least gives you the right to say, hey, take it off if you see people kind of randomly walking around with it, right? So that part of it, I suppose, um, is good. Uh, Alejandro says this is the first word company or world first world company country. You leave these uh, those conservative religion religious people alone. Oh, nobody not messing with nobody. <laughs> what? Um, uh, Al says that banning face coverings is not a deterrent for a criminal. But again, how do you enforce this? Because you're here, you have Roland walking around with it, right? doing the most, doing whatever he wants. So what would you say to Roland um, if he's doing this? Well, he'd be breaking another fence, but he's the person who doesn't care about breaking the law, right? Um, it could have helped identify him because I think he, he believes in his head that he's obviously hiding when he puts on a face covering and you know the victims can't immediately identify who he is. But what are they going to do? The victims are going to say, take it off. And here he is standing up with his machete on his side. I mean, I don't know how that would work. Instagram folks, what are y'all thinking? Um, the art Mar- Martian says it's for modesty. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they say. Cover everything except the most beautiful faces. I mean, I think the faces are just so, a lot of these women are just absolutely gorgeous. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, there's, there's a difference between covering it all and not covering anything at all. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? There's a big difference between those two, but there's a lot of outfits that you can wear that are relatively modest that you don't have to wear it down to your ankles. It's not like people can't guess what's underneath there. <laughs> I'm just saying. And it's certainly not a deterrent for, you know, people think, oh, if you're more modest, men are not going to rape you. Oh, okay. Don't we wish that was the case? Chat, please. Some of those countries have the highest um, sexual assault rates in the entire world, but yet they're all covered from head to toe. It's all about what's in the mind, folks. All right. Before we get to the most important topic of the day, I want to talk a little bit about the SciFet teacher, former principal of SciFet, being banned from teaching for life. Um, if you have children listening to the program, this might be an opportunity to take a little bit of a commercial break for them. Make them go listen to something else. Um, because we need to have a serious conversation here. Parents, I cannot stress enough the need for you guys to be as vigilant as you possibly can with your children. Children includes teenagers and young adults. Yes? You cannot take any chances. Because there are perverse people, perverted people, perverse people, child molesters, the works, all over the place, just waiting for an opportunity to take advantage of your children. And so it is no surprise to me when this story um, came to our attention. Now, the band actually happened. It's not a brand new story. Uh, but we felt it necessary to report on it because we know how things operate in Cayman. In a couple of years, this guy will be here um, as the new principal of John Gray and up under Juliana's frock, talking to her all day long because this is what they do. They place themselves in a position to be around your children. So here he is. This guy is the former principal of SciFec, Robin Keene. I think is how we pronounce it. He's been banned from teaching for life. Jesus, this is good. We need to do that too. Um, in the UK, for having a sexual relationship with one of his pupils in 2007 at the then Regent College. The student came forward about their relationship in 2019 while Keane worked in the Leicester Leish Leish City, whatever, council in 2019. And that was after his stint with SciFec. So check out this hot mess. <clears throat> Checks made by CMR reveal that he served as principal from 2012 to 2014. And, but it wasn't really clear how long he was actually in Cayman for. This is interesting because my sources um, have said that this man, when you talk to students, um, Lester. Oh, my apologies. Thank you. You can tell when somebody not been not been to the UK. Don't know how any of their cities are pro are pronounced. <laughs> um. So yes, Robert, <clears throat> head of uh, academics. He's got quite an interesting uh, record. 
But um, y'all got to check this dude out. Real pervert. Anyway, there were accusations about him being involved with um, his students even here, which is very, very interesting. What a hot mess. There's a whole publication order against him where he is no longer permitted, and this is the date of uh, professional conduct panel, was in 2022, but he is no longer permitted to be around children. Hmm? Now, let me say this. I'm going to share something with you guys, and I want to demonstrate by comparison how we are slack and lacking here in the Cayman Islands. Take my word for it. We are. But I don't want you to just take my word for it. I'm going to demonstrate to you why we're slack and lacking. Now, I have said this before, and I'm going to say it again. When we have um, things happen in our schools here and they claim that, oh, we're going to carry out an investigation. Sure you are. We never get to see the results of said investigation. We never get to hear what the outcome is, what the findings were, nothing. Remember the the teacher who kicked a student recently at, um, what school was that again? That was uh, Prospect Primary. Remember that incident uh, kicking a practically a five-year-old child? Oh, yes, we're going to investigate it. Of course you are. That teacher, as of last week, has returned to the classroom. And this is not her first incident of assaulting um, a child <laughs> in her care as a government worker right here in the Cayman Islands. Well, guess what? We don't know anything about it. We don't know what the outcome was, what the investigation found, what the, nothing. Because they never publish any of these reports. Can we get some accountability around the place? I mean, is it really too much to ask? Right? To see one of these reports? <sighs> My God. So this was September. You guys might remember this. Um, this teacher removed from Prospect Primary for misconduct. They issued a statement. Oh, yes, they're going to carry out an investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Pierce, she teaches year one and two students as an assistant teacher. And um, there was another incident back, uh, what year was that? Dating back a couple years with her involving another student. Now, let me be very, very clear. It's not easy working with children. And I dare say that, you know, y'all are thinking just like I am, oh my God, the little kids are only uh, year one and two, that'd be what, five years old, six-year-olds, right? How bad can these children be? Well, I'm not going to make any, you know, comments about that because some of y'all just got bad seeds. But what I will say is you have to be a special kind of individual. And, and you know, like nursing, it's not for everybody. Being a teacher is not for everyone. If you don't have the correct temperament, like me, I don't have the correct temperament. I could not work with your children. And I know that. And that's why the only people I've ever wanted to teach were adults. 
I can't, I can't. Mm -mm. You know, even some of these teenagers, child, they be making you want to just grab them by the hair. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get myself in any trouble. So therefore that job is not the job for me. You have to know your own temperament to know what kind of job. Maybe you love teaching, but that's just not for you. Go online and teach an online course where you don't have to be around people's children and you don't have to lift your foot at a five-year-old. Now, I can't think of anything short of self-defense, really, that a, a five-year-old child could do to me that I would be kicking them. I mean, come on. Like, really? Not the first time? Well, good old mother country in the UK, give them props where it's deserved. They carry out um, studies and they actually publish them. My Jesus. Let's give them a round of applause. Right? So there's an actual professional conduct panel. And then they tell you the outcome. Why can't we have this? Preliminary applications, what the allegations are, summary of evidence, documents, witnesses, decision and reasons, findings of facts. This is what you expect when you have a proper investigation carried out, but not in the Cayman Islands. We never get anything like this. <clears throat> so it gives you all of his name, teacher reference number. I bet your teachers don't even have a reference number. We're so disorganized. Date of determination. Former employer, city council. They tell you about the professional conduct panel. Do we even have such a thing in the Cayman Islands? I don't even think so. Oh, just just send the complaint to the chief officer in the ministry. Why don't we have a professional conduct panel for teachers as well? They did this one by way of a virtual hearing because, you know, COVID times. They tell you who's on the panel, chairperson, teacher panelist, teacher panelist, legal advisor to the panel. Full disclosure. It says that he was not present and he was not represented. Right? The hearing, which took place by way of a virtual hearing in public, save for the parts which were heard in private, and was recorded. Yeah, look at that. Wow. Recording. Same thing I say needs to happen with every single board meeting for the sake of accountability. All right, so they talk about, you know, notice of proceedings dated July 20th. So of course, they had to notify him so he could show up. Uh, alleged that he was guilty of unacceptable professional conduct and or conduct that may bring the profession into disrepute. And that whilst employed as a teacher and or assistant principal at Regent College between 2004 and 2010, on one or more occasions between 2005 and 2007, he failed to maintain appropriate professional boundaries mm, 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 and was engaged in inappropriate physical contact and or an inappropriate relationship with pupil A. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about during a drama lesson, a rehearsal, he, and then they redacted what he did. During a drama lesson, he redacted. Because you know that that means that something, something really, really went on there. Engage um, personal contact details with people A while she was still at the college role. Exchange messages with her via text. 
Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Hear what, hear what he was telling her? At August 21st of 2007, you know, I've always had a bit of a crush on you. That's inappropriate. But isn't this amazing? This is a level of investigation standards that we need to have in the Cayman Islands, and it should be a public document just like this is in the UK. Stating that he thought a present that she's planning to give him might be you and a thong or something, WTF. Stating that people A and a thong features quite often in my dreams, yes. When are you coming to see me? Disgusting, POS. Asking to send a picture um, of herself. Telling her that there were times when I could have just pulled you behind the curtains in the studio, but I never would have. That would have crossed the line. Well, he don't seem to know what crossing the line is. Yes, Pat says all of this is grooming. Initiating a quick fire quiz with pupil A and the questions uh, in which were all sexual. Asking pupil A what she thought would happen if the two of them had sex. Asking pupil A, when are we going to do it? Under what circumstances? Disgusting. I miss you. Can't wait to see you again. Can't wait to be inside of you. Telling people, A, you're a sexy woman. I don't care if you don't do compliments. All of this. I mean, this man was persistent. Look all the messages he was sending. Arranging to meet in a hotel for a weekend. Will I get a pick this evening to make up for the fact that you can't make tomorrow? He says, a shame sounds like a good opportunity for top half shot. Lord have mercy. Love you, X. No, sir. What a ting. Always amazed by your bright eyes and your clear skin. Okay. He doesn't have the best playbook, but all right. And imagine, would it be, and imagine would it, would it, would be like, I think he meant to say what, but he mistyped, to touch you and kiss you. Maybe I might get to today. Tell me about your breasts, just to take my mind off of li- what? Lithuania? What? What's this dude is sick? He goes on. A fascination with your boobs is a relatively new thing since the ability to actually kiss them has emerged. I mean, he he. Oh my god! Disappointed I didn't get to see you today, wearing my sexy pants just in case. He goes on and on. I'd love to be under the duvet with you. Mm-hmm. Right, boo. I have to go. Can't wait to hold you tight. Text me later. Oh my God. Send me another picture. This just goes on and on and on. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my God. Well, you can see where it went because he says, Still wish I was in bed with you in September. We could meet on, they redacted that bit, Nowish as well. I appreciate neither of us want to be discovered in suspicious circumstances, baby. Really, I do. I'm just very impatient. This guy has some serious problems. Wow. Here what he says. You can have a fiver off me anytime you want. I feel a bit responsible for you now, poor student. So he uh, touched her bottom kissed her, met up with people A, actually had sexual intercourse with people A in September. Between September and December, 
asked and or pressured people A into purchasing and or transporting drugs for him. Wow, he's a real winner. Including, um, these are some of the messages now. Be sure to get plenty of drugs for half term and some more for me when after you've gone back. Uh, get me loads of drugs. We don't know what kind of drugs necessarily, but saying to people, A, get me some E as well. I'm assuming that's ecstasy. Even if you don't want to take any, I'll pay you back. You can imagine. Um, if you do get the drugs, let me know what and how many. I don't mean how much. I mean how many slash much. If you get pills, let me know how many you've got. Any drug news yet? So he was using uh, this child to also be his <laughs> drug salesperson? I mean, I don't know. Well, not sales, but buying it for him. Do we have drugs? In my day, it was an eighth, an eight or a 16th. Um, have we moved to metric with drugs? Lord Jesus. Wow. Uh, responding to people A, expressing concern about her friend's drug intake by asking, any word on our drugs yet? So that was his response. <clears throat> She's concerned about a friend. And this dude is like, oh, no. Get us more drugs. Mm. Mm -mm. It goes on and on <clears throat> and on. There's quite a bit about the drugs. Um... So it goes into details about the primary, preliminary <clears throat> applications. Yes. <clears throat> and um, 35 pages. Applications to men or discontinue allegations. So the point here, folks, I mean, y'all can go read this for yourself. You can read all the salacious details. Uh, they had people A as a witness. They had witness A, witness B. So they called witnesses. Uh, they've redacted some of it. Um, but at least there's some form of a report. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the times of these messages and what was sent. The panel considered that these messages amounted to a failure to maintain appropriate professional boundaries. The panel also considered that Mr. Keene had an inappropriate relationship with people X, redacted. Facebook messages were quickly, very quickly became graphic and sexual in nature. The panel's view was that Mr. Keene's relationship with people A was rooted in the teacher-pupil relationship. On examination of the documentary and oral evidence before it, the panel found allegations one through four proven. One F uh, four through, sorry, one F one through four. Right? And then they lay out exactly what those allegations were. Okay. So, you know, this is, this is an example of what we could have and what we could expect here in the Cayman Islands, but there are no standards. Meanwhile, the Minister of Tourism has had a number of investigations carried out since she has been minister. There was the one with the exorcism stuff, um, and they claim that they've carried out a report. And to this day, we have not been able to see a single report. You see what they say? <clears throat> Despite having all this time to reflect on his conduct, he's failed to demonstrate any remorse or insight. 
the panel did not consider that this position would change with the benefit of a review period. And so now he has been banned, prohibited from teaching indefinitely, and cannot teach in any school, sixth form college, relevant youth accommodation, or children's home in England. Furthermore, in view of the seriousness of the allegations proved against him, I've decided that Mr. Keene shall not be entitled to apply for restoration of his eligibility to teach. Mm-mm. But he's on run, came on, honey child. No, did I say Minister of Tourism? My apologies, Minister of Education. That would be AKA Premier Julian O'Connor Connolly. Where are all the reports? Why is it that we, the public, cannot see these so-called investigations? So someone said, um, I miss who that comment was from, but someone said that the allegations against this teacher were false. She didn't do what was alleged. Well, how would we know? How about letting us see a report where it has properly been vetted and properly investigated? I, I, I'm not going to take your word for it. I don't know who you are. Oh, Ms. Olive said the teacher at Prospect Primary is not guilty of what she's accused of. How do you know that? I'm just saying this is her second time allegedly assaulting a child. People don't randomly go around accusing big, hardback women of kicking five-year-olds for no reason. So my question is, how did you come to that conclusion? If they looked into it and they've investigated it, why can't we have a proper report? Same thing with, with Miss Exorcism Principle, right? We don't get to see any of this stuff, and the question remains, why? Because we have no standards, honey chill. Irvin says, if that was my child, I would be in jail today. And and what? D-O-E, the rest of my life, dog poo. Oh, my gosh. Alejandro says it sounds like he was asking for cocaine. Really? Wow. I must admit that I'm very green when it comes to drugs. I don't know anything about it. I know. I think E meant ecstasy, though. So what a hot mess. Um, you know, there's just there's just a sense of no degree of accountability where they should be. And that, to me, especially when it comes to the safety and well-being of our children, is extremely... Um, extremely, you know, concerning. <sighs> we, we, you know, we, we need to demand better, demand more, demand certain processes, right? Um, so many things could be avoided if we would simply put adequate processes in place. And to me, that is one of the most egregious things that we have been unable to do and it's very, very unfortunate that um, we can't get it together. Because to me, this is professional standards. Like this shouldn't be, my God, we're 2024 here. This shouldn't be something that we're still trying to figure out. Where are all the chief officers responsible for education? Instead of hiring their friends, they need to ensure that these are some of the processes that are recommended within ministries and actually um, carried out. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Unbelievable. Um, it's sad to think that he's a teacher and don't know the meaning of crossing the line. 
he's a predator is what he is. And so him being a predator, his first remit is to try to get to this young lady through any means necessary. And that's why I tell parents, you have got to be vigilant, right? He should be facing criminal charges, not just being um, disbarred from teaching for life. So Cayman Education Minister, Ministry, Chief Officer, Miss Lynette, please don't hire this man. You've been put on notice that he's been banned. He probably already sent you his resume. Looking for a job in Cayman, don't do it. Pat says it's time for lawyering victims um, against the predators, their employers, and all others related. He'll move on and take them to the cleaners with the law. Mm-mm. What a mess. Yes, my apologies. I, I accidentally, I think, said Minister of Tourism. I meant Minister of Education. The, 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 the most religious person in our government um, is doing nothing to really protect her children. No processes in place, nothing. It's kind of sad when you think about it. I mean, any society that can't protect the elderly, its children, and anybody who is disadvantaged, so special needs individuals, even the very poor dogs out there in the streets, if we're not in a position to protect them, we're not, a, we're not doing well as a society, no matter how much money we claim we have in the bank. Pat, we have no clue. She says, how did that exorcism impact those children psychologically and emotionally? No clue. No report, no assessment. I, 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 would, I would be surprised if anyone even carried out an assessment on those poor children, because that's not what we do in Cayman. We don't offer children who are subjected to abuse and all this kind of stuff counseling. We just leave them on their own to figure it out. And that's why we have so many children that are broken and have so many issues. And then they become adults that are broken with a ton of issues. Just ridiculous. Anyway, um, <laughs> Marshall says maybe he won't get hired since he's not a Seventh-day Adventist church member. <laughs> True. True, true. All right, folks, let's move on. I want to continue talking um, about civil servants. But this time, I want to take up for some civil servants because I'm a fair person. You know, I don't really care. Listen, I'm not in the business of caring <laughs> too much whether you are a civil servant or not. If you're being taken advantage of, that's my only concern. If you're being abused, then, you know, you have a right to not be. So here you know. Mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. Oh, this starts with a politician. Class, gather around, please. Get your, as a matter of fact, let's take a little break. Get your second cup of coffee. And um, I want y'all to do a little bit of a stretch because we can turn it up a little notch here in the studio because now we got to talk about politicians interfering with the civil service and why under no circumstances should this be allowed. Yeah. Happy Monday morning. 
Things are heating up at Burger King, K-Man. For the first time in history, the signature heat of the ghost pepper has come to our iconic chicken fries. Introducing all new ghost pepper chicken fries at Burger King. Our delicious white meat chicken fries have been taken up a notch with ghost pepper spice added to the breading for ultimate flavor and heat. Ghost pepper chicken fries have arrived at Burger King. Available in 8 or 12 pieces, but for a limited time only. Full menu at BurgerKing.ky Recover personal injury attorneys. Helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Crichton Properties is one of Cayman's most trusted real estate companies for over 50 years. We offer a diverse selection of property listings and help our clients navigate the world of buying or selling their properties with confidence. Crichton is a name you can trust with our excellent customer service and family-friendly touch. Contact us today to list your home, land, or condo for sale by calling 949-5250 or email info at crichtonproperties.com. Crichton Pro. It's 2022, and CMR is taking talk to the next level. Are you tired of talk shows that offer no solutions for you? Talk, 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 talk. And more talk? Here at CMR, we believe in action. Tune into our new segment where we answer your questions about life, marriage, business, and so much more. Anything you want advice on, reach out to us for a special dose of the cold, hard truth. Having a hard time with a business? Sort em out, Sandy is here. Relationship woes? Sort em out, Sandy is here. Confused by the procedures to follow? Sort em out, Sandy is here. Submit your questions via email to tips at caymanmarlroad.com on WhatsApp or on Messenger. Hey, Cayman. Los saluda DJ Yoyo, The Energy. Y estás escuchando The Cold Heart Truth con la voz del pueblo, Sandra Hill. Todas las mañanas, 7.30 AM, only on Bobo in 9.1 FM. All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, right. So listen to me now. This one, we might have to break this down once and then circle back around and break it down again for you. But I want y'all to pay very close attention to what I'm about to tell you. When we have MPs that interfere with. What? When we. When we have um, politicians that interfere with the civil service, which they're not supposed to do, it's not a good situation, none at all. Okay? Let me, let me try to tell you that, in fact, this is actually against our Constitution. If you go and have a look at the Cayman Constitution order, which you should, be familiar with it a little bit. It is meant to protect you. It is meant to, um, you know, protect uh, civil servants and others in the community. 
And so if you don't know what your constitution says, I'm not so sure how you would be familiar with what rights you think you have or that you should be fighting for. Yes? Okay. The constitution, I'm happy to give you a copy. If you'd like a copy, by all means, link me. Uh, the Constitution order itself, only 67 pages, not a huge document. Y'all can read this. It's broken up into several different sections, um, parts, like a lot of other legislation. Part one is the Bill of Rights, Freedoms and Responsibilities. Because I know a lot of people think, oh, as a, and I'm going to use the term citizens very, very loosely, you believe that you only have rights. You don't know anything of rights and freedoms. You don't know that you actually have obligations and responsibilities as well. Nobody ever wants to hear about that part of it. But it covers quite a few things like right to fair trial, treatment of prisoners, personal liberty, torture and inhumane treatment. These are things that you should not have to subject yourself to. Protection of the environment. Mm, mm, mm. A lot of y'all don't want to hear that section 18. Lawful administration action, non-discrimination, protection of children. We were just talking about that. Y'all don't want to hear that either, right? Education, public emergencies. Then we go on to, there's more in there. We go on to part two, talking about the governor. Part three talks about the executive. Part four talks about the legislature. And um, also then we go on to part five, which is the judiciary, at t- looking at the courts, grand court, court of appeal, and so on. Part six, public service finance, institutions, supporting democracy, and then there's a whole miscellaneous section. The section that I want us to focus on this morning is section 55 of the Constitution. This is the Cayman Islands Constitution Order 2009. And it talks about special responsibilities of the governor. So this um, situation here, folks, is going to, this is like a trifecta of a discussion. This is going to involve the governor understanding some of her rule. It's going to involve France Manderson, who is the deputy governor in this country. It's going to involve chief officers. And most importantly, it's going to involve your MPs, who despite knowing what Section 55 of the Constitution says, and we're going to talk about what it says here in a second, um, they seem hell-bent on completely ignoring that section of the law in any event. Mm-hmm. So, Section 52 of the Constitution talks about the special responsibilities of the governor. And in particular, it talks about the fact that she's responsible for defense, external affairs subject to subsections 3 and 4, internal security, including the police, without prejudice to Section 58, the appointment, including the appointment on promotion, transfer, appointment on contract, blah, 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 of any person to any public office, suspension, termination of employment, dismissal, or retirement of any public officer or taken of disciplinary action, so on and so forth. So Section 551D in particular talks about the power that the governor has as it relates to the civil service. It doesn't say MPs have this power. She delegates this power to Franz Manderson, who's deputy governor of the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that is why we often say that he is responsible in his capacity of um, as deputy governor, that he is responsible for the civil service. Yes? Now, his responsibility for the civil service means that, good morning, that he is um, the one who technically, not in entirely practical terms, but technically is in, you know, the hiring, the firing, promotion, uh, any sort of reprimanding of civil servants, whatever. That is his role and that is his responsibility. Now, that does not mean, and I want to make myself abundantly clear here, that does not mean that politicians don't try to interfere with the hiring, the firing, and whatever of the civil service, but it means in law that they should not do so. Now, I'm going to tell you that some of them don't seem to know the Constitution themselves, and they will do it, and they will interfere with civil servants. And the only person in recent times, and recent times I mean the last 20 years, that I can think of that have really put their foot down in relation to this and held people accountable, held people, meaning the MPs, accountable, for when they have tried to go behind the veil of this and interfere with civil servants has been the previous premier, Mr. Um, Wayne Panton. He reprimanded Bernie Bush. Let, let, us, let us put the dots together because this is all going to have to come full circle now, right? So he reprimanded Bernie Bush. You know why? One of the reasons why Bernie Bush got reprimanded? He went into a meeting with the fire service and made an announcement in front of all the fire service staff that were there that day. Oh, um, you're going to be the next um, chief of the fire service. Really? Hmm. How did you come to that conclusion? The recruitment process had not been carried out. And the recruitment process is supposed to be fair and impartial and you set the parameters, right? Whoever wishes to apply, they'll apply. And then you narrow it down from there. So how is it possible that Bernie Bush could be in a position even to say who's going to be the next chief of the fire service? But this shows you how incredibly stupid these politicians are. Not only did he think it, but he got up in front of a room full of fire service officers and actually said it. Whoa, really? Not the smartest. So how on earth did he do that? Seriously. Because they think they're above the highest law in the land, the constitution. They don't think that it applies to them. Because mm -hmm. nobody in their right mind would make such a statement as though he has some authority over the hiring process. Well, certainly that's the impression that you're giving. And the fire officers were like, um, say what? How, how could he come to such a conclusion? <laughs> what a hot mess. He was reprimanded for that. Mm -hmm. That's why part of his ministerial portfolio was taken away from him. There was also things that, you know, he was, oh, he's not going to support 
the um, the regiment and he has issues with the regiment, you can't be a government minister and say that you are not going to support an entire government department or agency or whatever, especially one that falls under you. But I'm telling you, these MPs have a superiority complex that is astonishing at best, criminal at worst. Yeah. And so, oh, he didn't like the governor. I don't like this man. Whether you like him or not, we're not an independent country. He's not hired by the MPs. He is hired and sent here to represent the interests, first and foremost, of the United Kingdom. Huh. Y'all need to pay attention. Because when you allow unscrupulous individuals, and I'm going to name some of them this morning, to politically stay in this country as long as they can, and they keep resurfacing when it comes to power, the likes of McKeever Bush, the likes of um, Chris Saunders, some of their followers who don't have no better sense, John John, Kathy Wilkes, even Jay and Kenneth to a lesser extent were following Chris Saunders and his rhetoric about, oh, we need to go independent. We need to do this. We need to do that. Let's hang out in Jamaica and see how they did it. As though that's a good example of what to do. That's an example of what not to do, if you ask me. Right? Notice what they were saying most recently in Parliament about the governor and the governor's residence. Because I want, I want this to come full circle because there's a much bigger picture here. We're going to talk about all of the details, but there's a much bigger picture here as well that you need to be aware of. Why all of a sudden do you think they're talking about, well, we need to take that beach line from the governor. She shouldn't be staying there. We'll build her another residence somewhere else. Oh, yes. Let me nibble on my breakfast. Thanks, um, Stacy, for my planting this morning. Mm-hmm. Tell me something. They want more beach land so they can do what with it? Uh, give it away in more land deals? Yeah, yeah. That's what McKeever would want. Because they think that the premier should be living there instead of the governor? Y'all need to pay attention now. Because there's a lot afoot when they get up in parliament and start making these types of comments as they just did a few weeks ago about the governor and her residence and the power of the governor and they want to diminish the power of the governor and they want to do this and they want to do that. Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. They want to do all of these things because in their minds, we are moving towards independence because they are qualified to run this country. Hmm. We have hired MPs who are not qualified to do the job. They're not qualified in more ways than one. One of the ways in which they're not qualified is that they don't have the backbone to really stand up for the right thing. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. When you hire people that are desperate for a salary, it is easy to control those individuals with money. And this is why I say we've got to be careful. I'm not saying that all that we need to have in the LA are people of financial means. 
What I'm saying is it is a lot easier to be the puppet master and to control people when they're not individuals with any real business to fall back on, no real job or skill set to fall, fall back on, and no business means. They will do anything in their power. Right? To stay in power and to make money and to make more money and to make even more money. Why? Because what else are they going to do? They don't have any viable options. How many of them are going to go out there and seriously get like a real job to be able to pay them $10,000, $12,000 a month for what it is that they do, which isn't very much most of the time? Nobody. So they get used to the finance of it all. They get used to the power of it all. And so, you know, you're putting people in to a position who are very easy to manipulate. They can't think on, on their own. They don't have the capacity to do so. I'm just saying. <laughs> they are so easy. Kathy Wilkes is easy to manipulate. What are her job prospects? She was working with government trying to do articles. She's not even qualified as a lawyer, has no experience as a lawyer, no professional qualifications yet. She was on her way and then came out and ran for politics. And she's one of the easiest people to manipulate because she needs that job. She needs an easy paycheck. I'm not trying to get too much in her business, but I can assure you that her financial position before she ran for office and her financial position once she got elected completely changed. You went from someone who was struggling to even pay for medical expenses for a sick relative. And like I said, I don't want to go too deep into that part of it. To all of a sudden getting free health care for you, the entire family. And now you, you as Speaker of the House, making $15,000, $16,000 a month. You do the math. So unfortunately, she's inexperienced in the world of politics. She's easy to manipulate. And because she's so desperate to get into a position, and I know she's desperate to get in a, into a position because I know what she did in order to get the speaker job. She was not in the runnings for it. And I can tell you that in all fairness, if she did not express a desire to pull the government apart at that particular time, she would have never gotten the speaker position. So she used her leverage. You see, all these self-serving people, y'all need to pay attention now to how they move. They're on the chessboard and they're moving in a way that is absolutely disgraceful. She has made it very, very abundantly clear that she needed to get that position so she could be making that salary. I'm not asking you. I'm not, you know, this is not up for debate. I know exactly what I'm talking about. She denies it. Mm -hmm. So now she's minister um, for the environment. And um, what's the other title for that ministry? Whatever, the Regen Project falls under, under her, and this is what we need to talk about here today. So we have ministers who constantly interfere with civil servants. 
despite the fact that they know they're not supposed to do so. Okay. She gets this minister, ministerial role. Not even a hot minute. When did, when did Juliana O'Connor and her Kunis take over this government? Has it been two months yet? I don't think so. Um, Hold on. So not even two months yet. <laughs> she wasn't even in the position. But put it this way. I don't even think she sat in the office for a full day. Before all of a sudden, she wanted to make some changes. Right? To her chief officer. And I'm going to tell y'all the fake story that they have made up in relation to make this come to fruition. We need to back up a little bit, though, before we get to this, because everything is... It's so amazing how these things are interconnected. Remember John John back in, I want to say 2021. No, this would have been 2019. Um, he jumped up and decided to move Jennifer Ahern. This was August of um, 2021. 2019, my apologies. No, no. August of 2019, July the 28th of 2019, CMR broke a story that said Jennifer Ahern is out. You had to read the story because she wasn't out of the civil service. But the minister basically, contrary to Section 55 of the Constitution, said, I don't want to work with her anymore. I can't work with her. You know who did this a lot? McKeever Bush. Go and check his track record of all of the women. He only did it to women, interestingly enough. I'll say no more about that, but you put two and two together and you might get four. He always had an issue working with women. There was Angela Martins. There was um, one of the Drummonds. Um, what was her name again? Um, oh, God, I can't remember. But there's quite a few female civil servants that he could not work with. Oh, no, I can't work with them costing the people of the, this country millions of dollars. Because every time he said he couldn't work with them, back in those days, they would just put them on leave indefinitely and eventually have to buy out the rest of their contract and pay them off. And you know, that don't come cheap, honey child. When you have a professional, Deborah Drummonds, thank you, Marsha, Marshall. When you have professionals like Deborah and, and Angela Martins and stuff, and they're still in the prime of their profession as chief officers, head of departments, making all $10,000, $12,000 a month, and you get rid of them for no legitimate reason, you have to pay out the rest of their contract. So some of them walked away with millions of dollars in their hand, thanks to idiots like McKeever Bush trying to interfere with the civil service. And it should never be permitted. But you see, once you have this type of mentality, right? You want to be able to dictate to civil servants who going to get promoted? Who going to get fired? It's a very dangerous ground. It's worse than walking on quicksand. That is why when people like Chris Saunders is sexually harassing them, that is equally as dangerous. Because you know what happens when someone sexually harasses you and becomes a predator in your office and that person has power over your position? 
They can say whether you lose your job, get promoted, get moved out of here, so on and so forth. This is ridiculous. And it should not be permitted to happen, but it is happening. And the latest instance of this has just happened. Yes, just as we getting into it. Okay, let, let me bring radio back online. Give me one second. One second, good folks. <laughs> Somebody say. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was hopeful 
We've gotten through most of the show today. And then kaboom. Look at what happened. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, yes, I am very much aware that, uh, that we lost audio. I think we're back now. We almost went an entire show. My goodness. What exactly is causing this? I don't know. Quite a, quite a situation. Anyway, we're not going to let it stop the, the trail here. Let's see. Fingers crossed that we can get through the rest of it without any further interruptions, because this is the important bit. Okay. So, um, I must, I'm trying to capture it here. Um, but I must say that when I've noticed that when it does happen, um, that it, it will then start happening quite frequently. So whatever this is, it's like something happens and then it just keeps happening. All right. Can everybody on radio, can radio folks still hear me? Cause I'm aware that I think that's impacted the most, um, because of the, length of time. Okay. So <clears throat> Oh my gosh, hold on. Oh my gosh, sorry. I got a coffin fit in between that. Okay. <clears throat> so in 2019, John John had <clears throat> Jennifer Ahern removed of chief officer. She was chief officer and permanent secretary at the Minister Ministry of Health and Culture. And he had her removed <clears throat> at effective August the 1st. She was then um, placed in <clears throat> the um, some some special project or something with Franz Manderson. Now I gotta tell you that there have been allegations that oh France was um, <clears throat> protecting her. I think that what he was probably protecting a little bit was the fact that here we go again, political interference. Another woman that we're going to have to pay out millions of dollars to because these men seem to have an issue with her. I haven't been able to quite figure out what John John's issue is with her. And so this remains a mystery other than 
you know, people may or may not like her, but she's proven herself to be a pretty competent individual. And so his lack of competence might mean that other people who work around him are by extension a threat to him, whether they really are or not, because he doesn't get anything done. He doesn't show up to work. Yeah? So it's bizarre. (laughs) Because he'll do things like not come into work. He would complain, oh, well, you know, she hasn't gotten me this, that next thing. And she'd be like, oh, well, actually, three months ago, I placed that on your desk for review and approval. Making him look kind of stupid. So maybe he just didn't like that. I mean, I don't really know. So he wants to get rid of her. You know, Alden, funny enough, and doesn't seem to matter to Alden what really goes on because he is all about trying to just keep his team together. So, okay, John, John wants to get rid of her. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Um, France, you just move her somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So he allowed John, John to breach section 55 of the constitution. Didn't reprimand him. Didn't say anything about it. Nothing. Now here's a sad part about this. Ironically, she actually worked with Alden McLaughlin as his chief officer for four years. No problems. He certainly didn't ask for it to be moved. So Kathy gets in, then then she comes back in and this is connected to the regen project, which is what we're supposed to be doing with the whole dump and the whole situation with that. So I want y'all to pay close attention because there's a lot of intertwining of things here. Okay. So they get rid of uh, previous premier uh, Wayne Panton from, I think, October of 2021. Jennifer Ahern was back coordinating the Regen project, which they're so close to the finish line now. It's so interesting that they would remove her from it and disrupt the whole process. And you need to ask yourselves why? Who is trying to get what? that don't want somebody there who's knowledgeable about the Regen Project and who's crossing their T's, crossing their, yeah, crossing their T's and dotting their I's. What they did last week is they have put a young lady in this position and and no, no, you know, I'm not, I don't know this young lady. I'm not saying anything about her. Yes, ma'am, live on the radio. Gone again? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. Thank you. Um, And we, we definitely want our radio listeners to hear this. So give me one second. Let me try to get the radio to kick back in. One quick second. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um...
All right, folks, we're back on radio. No, I want our radio listeners to hear exactly everything I had to say here today. So um, they have supposedly, not supposedly, they have moved Jennifer out of the position yet again. And they put in a young lady. Um, I'm going to give you her name, not because um, she's important in any real sense, but what is going to be important, her name is uh, Nika Webster. What is important is she just literally joined that ministry about two months ago. She has, so, so let me just break it down. They take a person who has the most experience with the Regen Project and remove her from it at what could be considered an extremely critical stage as we move into the final completion and then we start to move towards deploying this project. This is Chris Saunders, this is going to cost the people that came on a billion dollars over a certain amount of time. It is a massive project. And to be clear, it is the biggest undertaking, capital project undertaking that this government has ever seen <coughs> or any governments have ever seen. So someone who is new to the ministry, new in her role just a couple months ago, Somebody says she's an accountant by trade. <laughs> yes, used to work for the financial office. Right? Um, Ministry of District Administration, Tourism and Transport. She was there as chief financial officer, deputy chief financial officer for the portfolio of the civil service for five years. Staff accountant at KPMG. So her background is finance and accounting. She knows nothing about the Regen Project. She is probably the least equipped person that they could have slid in there in terms of the massive size of this project and the different ins and outs of what it is that people need to know. Beautiful, young, Caymanian professional. Like I said, nothing against her. But their political moves afoot, and the governor should not allow this to happen. The, the um, deputy governor should not allow this move to happen. Because there's no legitimate reason for them to move Jennifer Earhart from where she was. And so they need to answer to the people that came out as to why they are doing it. Let me tell you the reason that they're going to tell you. The lies that they have convoluted against this poor woman. Concocted. Right? This is the concoction. But you see, they're not so bright. This is what gets me about these MPs, right? They believe that they are the, ca the um, cat's meow. And yet they are so stupid with their lies and duplicitousness that it all comes home to roast. And y'all need to know exactly what is going on. So they're going to tell you. This is what they're going to tell you. They're going to say, well, the reason why we had to move Jennifer, and trust me, sometimes you got to see the, the chess pieces um, on the table and then on the chessboard and then find out why they're there and who's moving where and why they're making certain moves. So they're going to tell you, oh, she's conflicted. This is what they already been putting out there in circulation, right? She's conflicted because her husband works for a law firm that has an interest in this project. Hmm. That's interesting. And it's interesting because it is a lie and a fabrication. And 
I don't know if they don't know or they don't care if they think the people are just that stupid. <clears throat> Jennifer herself, um, if I may call her that, Mrs. Ahern, has been the one who has brought it to the attention of the government and the um, Auditor General, Auditor General, yes, AG, about any potential conflict. So this is her husband. Let's weave it all together. He is an attorney at law. back on let me make sure we get radio back give me one second here mm, mm, mm. this is gonna get frustrating yep hold on coming i'm coming give me one quick second here all right hold on so of course Looks like your mic was unplugged. Plug it back in. Of course, it's not unplugged. Not physically, anyway. All right. So that eventually comes back on. And then we got to get this going over here. Frustrating. Mm-hmm. All right. So now I can't even click anything over here. Thank you for tuning in to another.
right, folks. Um, this is certainly a new level of frustration. Went over two hours today and it didn't do it. And then once it starts, it's like a snowballing effect. So this is what I'm going to do. It's 1025. I don't have enough um, time right now to do this topic proper justice with five minutes remaining in the show. So I'm going to take the executive decision to have this conversation tomorrow. What we will do tomorrow is we will start at the very beginning. <laughs> Aliano says that's a juju voodoo kicking in. We're going to start at the very beginning. Um, definitely some bugs in the system. We're just trying to figure out where they are. So we're going to start tomorrow's show with this discussion. So I want everybody to tune in early because this is, it's really, really important for you guys to understand what is going on here. The why, we don't have all the answers. I think I have some of the answers as to why. But without a doubt, um, what is happening here is a true injustice for the people of the Cayman Islands. This doesn't have anything to do with Jennifer Ahern. I don't know the woman. I don't, you know, particularly care about her in her personal capacity. But I think all civil servants should be treated fairly. And you can't be removing civil servants from jobs and roles that they know well and that they're doing a good job in just because you have some sort of political issue with them. So the bottom line is Jennifer Ahern has now been moved out of this position as a result of Kathy claiming that she can't work with her. The sad thing about it is Kathy hasn't worked with the woman. You just got there. You haven't even made the seat warm yet. But Kathy's doing it on the instruction of John John. Now, you know, Kathy, not as bright as I thought she was, you know, because I, I had some real hopes for Kathy. Kathy was one of those people going into this election that I was rooting for. Young, Caymanian, seems bright, you know, doesn't have the, the breadth of experience really that she probably needed to have. But now that I see that she's so easily manipulated, so self-serving, all about herself and getting a particular paycheck and a particular position, making bad decision after bad decision, I can no longer support Kathy at all. And it's sad because I want to see women in particular really go into this political space and hold their own. Anybody who's going to let the likes of John John control them and tell them that you must make a certain move, you dumber than him. Because he not got no damn sense. I can't go over into overtime today, but trust me, he is lightheaded to say the least. And you have to be lighter than him to make him control you. Who's riding the donkey now? It doesn't even make any sense. It's one of the dumbest things that I have ever seen, really and truly, in, in my life. Why would you let John John dictate to you what to do? No, sir. But that's exactly what's happening. Kathy can't say that she has any reasons or any real reasons, a real experience. And so tomorrow we're going to delve into the fabricated and the makeup reason why they're trying to move this woman. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It really, really is absolutely ridiculous. So we're going to delve into it tomorrow. Let's park this here. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to change out the board because I do have a backup board. I can certainly try and change that out. I feel like it's a connection issue, but... I don't really know what's going on. We'll try to keep unplugging stuff and trying to figure it out because we really do need to fix this. This is when I tell you that the good Lord 
has given me a little bit more patience for 2024. I'm not kidding. Because this is really grating on my last nerves. But I'm just going to remain calm, cool, and collected for the moment. Because I just need a solution. <laughs> so um, let's see what we can do about getting a solution, folks. All right. Um, so tomorrow morning, uh, 7.30 by 8 o'clock. Because this morning I got two hours without any issues. By 8 o'clock, we're going to dive deep into this and resolve it. So Somebody just said, Sandy, I was saying the same thing. You mean about the Lord? Give me some patience, some newfound patience in 2024? Yes, girl. All right. Honey, chill. Ay, ay, ay. What a hot mess. Um, Aliana says, why the two of them ride off to the moon? Dumb and dumber. Boy, trust me. Yes, good folks. It is definitely working my last nerve. All right. That'll be good. We'll, we'll chat tomorrow. Okay? All right. Mm-mm-mm. Honey, chill. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 